Welcome to the program. I'm Jeff Sheckman. Last month, Saudi women cast their votes for the first time in municipal elections in Riyadh. And while this is an incredibly important and positive development in the region, it also, by its very nature, points out how limited many of these women have been and how the deeply conservative and gender-segregated world of the Middle East has changed so little. When we look around the world at developing nations, we see that where there has been real progress in Africa, in Latin America, and in parts of Asia, women have played a vital, often central role in advocating and bringing about that progress. In the Middle East, where that ability has been so limited, we see the consequences on a daily basis. This is the world my guest Catherine Zopp writes about in her new book, Excellent Daughters. For more than a decade, Catherine Zopp has lived and traveled throughout the Arab world. She's worked in the New York Times Baghdad Bureau. She's been a fellow at New America. She's a graduate of Princeton and the London School of Economics. And it is my pleasure to welcome her here to talk about Excellent Daughters, the secret lives of young women who are transforming the Arab world. Catherine Zoff, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. That's such a kind introduction. Well, it's a delight to have you here. You write about, in, in Excellent Daughters, so many different places in the Middle East where you've talked to women and, and looked at some of these issues in Beirut and Abu Dhabi and Cairo, Riyadh yeah. and other places. Can we look at the entire region and really come to some specific and, and region-wide conclusions about the role and the progress of women today? Or is each situation a little bit different? Uh, well, uh, the short answer is, is uh, you know, no. I mean, it's a, it's a very diverse region. And, we, and, and you know, it's, I, I would, you know, you, you, we really can't um, um, say a whole lot that's going to be true of the region as a whole. But I do think you can look at at, um, at trends and I- important um, uh, phenomena that, 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 that um, you know, it, it's the same really as, as looking at, um, you know, social change taking place uh, in the United States. I mean, I, I was... Uh, I was I was talking to um, to a, a friend this morning about about um, some of these changes and and um, you know we made the comparison to to, uh, to gay marriage for example you know which is something that you know even even a generation ago it, it you know uh, it, it it's hard to imagine how quickly it could have become acceptable I mean I, I think that there are in, in the same way um, you know these are the, the changes that I'm documenting are not not things that you know necessarily everybody believes in and and um, they're 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 happening in different ways in different places and to different degrees. But but um, I think you, you you can still point to something really uh, something really interesting and, and and fairly dramatic. Well, I want to stay then with your analogy for a moment because okay. there have been certain places in the region in the Middle East where there has been more progress than others. For, for women, has that served as, as we saw, I mean, taking the gay marriage issue, we saw states that were more progressive, and, and yes. they served as a model for other places. People saw that the world didn't end, that civilization as we know it didn't collapse. Are the places where there's more progress in the Middle East serving as a model for other nations in terms of the progress women are making? 
Um, that's that's an incredibly interesting question, actually, and, and no one's asked me that, and 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 it's 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 very well framed, and 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 yes, I think that yeah, that is absolutely happening, and not just in the Middle East. I think that um, uh, I think that you know the the Arab world, uh, you know, it, it's uh, overwhelmingly uh, Muslim, and 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 uh, but but even beyond the the uh, the countries that make up the Arab world, I think that there are some efforts to look at uh, other Muslim countries. In in, in Asia, for example, um, and at how they may be doing things in a, you know, in a in a, in a way that can um, suggest uh, hope for the future. I mean, I, I just to give a, a very uh, quick example, I, I on my trip to Saudi Arabia in uh, November um, for the um, an article in, in that appeared in the New Yorker this week. I I um, I spoke to a young woman um, who had earned her law degree in. Um, in Saudi Arabia, she's one of the first uh, class of women to be allowed to study law in the entering class of, of uh, first entering class of Saudi women uh, in law school. And then, because Saudi women st- still weren't able to practice law, she came to the United States and she uh, earned a master's degree at American University. And um, actually, she didn't appear in the piece. I, I didn't I didn't have room to include her story, but but, but she was um, doing her master's thesis on. Uh, on child marriage and and whether it might looking at whether it might be possible to find um, uh, an an argument within Islamic law that would support the banning of child marriage, um, which is which is of course still legal in in, in uh, Saudi Arabia, and you know and and sadly she she um, you know she came to the conclusion that in the Saudi context it it. Um, it, it perhaps was not possible, but but she studied the way this had been done in um, in Malaysia and um, and in, in, a, in a couple of other countries, and and she um, she thought that there was a, was a lot that um, you know that legal scholars in the kingdom could learn from that. So so I think it's yes, so it's not just with, um, among the Arab countries, but it's um, across the Muslim world that there are. Approaches um, to to change that are being shared. Is it helpful or harmful to see the rest of the world, particularly the West, I should say, look at the region and expect progress to happen more quickly? Are are those expectations hurting or helping the cause of of those women in the region? Well, it, that that that's a, that's a tricky question because it it it. Uh, I guess it. I guess it depends on on the specific cause you're 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 talking about. To be honest, because I, I, I do think that there is um, there's a tendency to, um, you know, for Americans and perhaps Westerners in general to look at the region and to think, okay, well, you know, women there are just monolithically oppressed. It's just and 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 then and perhaps to assume that. Um, that they're afraid, or, or, or some people uh, use the word brainwashed, um, in that they don't, um, you know, that they, that they don't uh, ask for for different things for themselves. And um, I, 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 I think it's, I think it's, but I, but I think it's natural, you know, that in a region that um, where the news is so dominated by 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 crisis that that um, I, I think um, I think it's not Americans' fault that they that they see the region like this. The, you know, the, the you know we only have so many um, hours of our of our week in, in which to consume the news, and if um, if uh, the you know 
if there's a war or a, or some sort of major political upheaval, say one of the you know revolutions of the Arab Spring, I, I think that that's going to to naturally grab our attention most. But um, I wrote this book, you know, because I because I, I do think that that when you focus on the on the, the crisis uh, on the uh, the crisis du jour, you know, you can you can miss a lot of other thing really interesting things that are happening. And I I um, I, I hope I've, you know, I've managed to communicate some of those, um, you know, those, those other uh, changes, um, you know, uh, and movements to, to, um, to readers. And one of those changes, one of the things that you write about is the idea of more and more Arab women working outside the home and the yes. impact that that's having as they put deeper roots into the workplace. Talk about that. Yes, you know, I mean, this is something that that I, um, I mean, you know, speaking generally, I, I something that, that always surprised me um, while I was working on this book was how things that that um, that looked small um, would actually, once you really dug deep, uh, seem to be really just huge in people's lives, and and um, you know, or things that maybe looked um, enormous um, from from outside, like like for example, I'm sorry, I don't mean to pick on your introduction, but but um, women voting in the Saudi elections, like I, I think that many Saudi women. You know, um, would would say uh, this is something that that impresses outsiders, but that actually, you know, they they, they still live in an absolute monarchy. Um, they're voting for municipal councils, and nobody is, is is clear to this day what these municipal councils do. Um, they're theoretically supposed to advise the royal family, but no one's ever clear that they've that, that their advice has been taken. Um, nobody knows of any specific examples, and so, um, you know, uh, you know, many many Saudis argue that. That this is sort of a, you know, window window dressing, and yes, it's you know, yes, sure, it, it, it's it's great that they're having some say, perhaps that their advice might someday be listened to, but um, that that maybe um, those of us who live in rep- you know representative democracies um, hear election and 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 think it's uh, you know think it's. Uh, a bigger deal than it is for them. So I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, to, to uh, go on a, a sidetrack no, uh, with that. But, but um, you know, I, I met uh, women, uh, for example, in Saudi Arabia, uh, who were who were um, finding jobs uh, working in um, uh, shops and in malls, and and these jobs were were made open to them only very very recently, um, thanks to reforms by um, by the late King Abdullah. And um, it was really the first time that women had worked. In the in the public space, and that uneducated or, or less uh, less educated women have been able to find jobs. Um, you know, for a generation or more, it's been possible to go to Saudi Arabia and meet this you know very small elite uh, group of women who will you know work as like, university professors or surgeons. But but the vast majority have not worked at all and have not really had you know any role um, outside the home. And so so these women were coming into the workforce for the first time and. And just the, the descriptions of the way it changed their world were just um, amazing to me, and so moving and and uh, heartbreaking. Also, you know, these were women. Some of them were in their in their late twenties or even their thirties or older, and and they had had basically been at home since the day they'd they'd uh, left school and um, some of them had finished high school some of them had left school to, to marry when they were earlier in their teens and and um, 
most of them really hadn't left home. Um, you know, the, the average among the women that I interviewed was maybe once a week. Um, maybe the husband would come home after Friday prayers, and, and the family would would all go for a you know for a walk for an hour around the local mall. Um, and and suddenly these women were going out into the public space, and um, for the first time since their school days, they had female friends, and they had um, you know they had a, a lunch break where they would gossip, and they were meeting meeting women. Um, like them. And, um, you know, it, it doesn't sound like a, you know, like an enormous thing, like, a, you know, the, oh, oh, maybe uh, to, to some of us that, you know, that a woman is, is getting a 20 hour a week job at the, at the, at the local mall uh, selling makeup. But for these women, it just had incredibly, um, you know, just these world changing of, of effects, um, you know, that, that, that affected their children and their ambitions for their daughters and, and all sorts of things. And I, um, you know, I, I'm. Uh, I, I hope I'm not. I'm not rambling too much. But, but I, I guess I. I you know, I, I. was always struck by these. Um, you know, these seemingly small things that. Um, that. That really had an enormous impact on people's lives. Um, that that would be very difficult to see um, at a distance. And to what extent is that being seen locally? To what extent is the press and the media in the region? covering or talking about these small kinds of things well it's interesting i mean i mean um you know the, this is um over, overall you know this is a region where where the media is very uh very tightly uh state controlled and and there are countries that are are stricter about it than others but um but in in general, you know, these are these are countries that have a have a very carefully controlled media, and and social media is helping to um, to uh, broaden the debate a little bit. But then, um, you know, many of these places, social media is also a place where um, that is is also very carefully monitored by the security services, and and we're seeing a lot of um, you know whereas there was maybe a, a sort of a sweet spot in 2011 where where um, you could get away with saying a lot on social media. Um, now, in many of these countries, you 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 no longer can. So, um, so the media is not something you can really depend on to report on 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 these things. But you can tell that it's having an effect. I think by the um, the anger that it provokes from conservatives. Actually, I would say is is maybe a, a better. Uh, guide than the media of the effect that it's having. Um, it, you know, when you talk about, uh, it, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, the uh, the example of these Saudi women working in shops because that, that's, that's what we discussed before. But I can, you know, I can think of another way, n- number of um, cases in which um, the the, the um, change has followed a similar pattern and and caused a great deal of upset. But but no, I I think you can often. Uh, have a sense of how meaningful something is by by how much it's uh, outraging uh, people that they have to see women um, uh, in public, actually. Um, It's very upsetting for many Saudis to this day. To what extent is this a generational issue? And, And to what extent are young people in general, young men and young women, part of this change? Um, I, I think that it is uh, slowly. I think that it is improving generation to generation. But I, but I think um, we also have to be a bit careful because we, you know, I, I also meet lots and lots of very young people who, who um, 
hold very uh you know value values that would you know that would that would that would surprise uh you know that that, that might might have, would have surprised me at first and and you know i think um you know um Again, I, I I worry that we're talking too much about Saudi Arabia. You know, when I the book covers you know mm-hmm. many many of the countries in the region, but 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 just because we started, you know, when I've uh, when I've had trouble in the past with the the religious police, you know, who um you know they're called the um the committee for the um propagation of virtue and the prevention of vice, and they monitor public spaces and they patrol in malls and and they, you know, if your if your hair um you know if your headscarf is falling down, they'll they'll kind of shout at you to cover your hair. Those are usually you know, every time I've seen them, and 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 on both times when I I um you know I had a little sort of unpleasant encounter with them, they were very young men. Um, in both cases, younger than younger than I was. You know, uh, you know, twenty maybe twenty, um, twenty three, young guys. Um, so it it's not um, it it's not a sort of a quite as simple as saying and the end um and now that the younger generation is coming to power everything everything will be different i think that you know that the, the progress that we see um may be a bit fragile and 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 you know and has to be you know d- defended i think um in order to to remain talk a little bit about the relationship and and i know that it's a broad category but talk a little bit about it the relationship between these young women and their mothers and and how their mothers are seeing this change wow um um that's an excellent question and and i um i i, I didn't you know i i i didn't always get the chance to meet um meet the mothers I, you know uh but Overall, I would say the mothers um, that, that I that I did have the chance to um, to meet, or where, where I got to know the young woman well enough, where um, she she not you know naturally introduced me to the mother. The mothers were very very proud, I think, um, and you know I sometimes felt like I, I detected a little bit of envy, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, or wistfulness maybe is a better way of putting it. That that. Um, you know, oh goodness, if, if only I could have, have have done that, or I was, you know, I was a really good student, but but, you know, I, um, you know, in my day, you you had to leave school as soon as you, um, as soon as you hit adolescence, and and um, couldn't be seen by men, and and um, and so I left in fourth grade, or you, you know, you just hear a lot of scattered stories, and you you do sense a little bit of of wistfulness, but 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 mostly overwhelming pride, um, in the among the the mothers that I got to know. To what extent is education playing a role in this? One of the things that, that you write about are the number of, of Arab women today that are in universities. How is that yes. impacting this broader framework we're talking about? Um, you know, it's, it's certainly... Um, it's certainly very, very important. I mean, these were um, societies that that um, you know the statistics differ by country. That but that were 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 um, you know 50 years ago had incredibly high rates of of illiteracy overall, but especially female illiteracy. And um, you know, in the you know as recently in the late as the late 80s, I mean, I, um, in Saudi Arabia, um, you know, fewer than half of of, of girls. Um, um, between the ages of six and eleven, had ever attended, uh, you know, elementary school. Had even set foot in a classroom, and and so and that and that's some, 
you know, I, I, that, and that's my generation, really. You know, the, the generation that was born in the 80s and, and uh, entering school in the, the late 80s. And, um, and, and you know, it, it's just, it, it's, uh, it's hard for us sometimes to get around our heads around how, how rapid that change has been. And, and now, um, uh, young women are, um, you know, the numbers, the numbers of young women in, in universities and, and, uh, particularly in grad schools are, are greater than the numbers of young men. And, and in part that's for, for reasons that are, um, you know, our, our, our culture, I mean, some women uh, told me that, um, well, it's a socially acceptable way to delay your marriage a little bit if you don't want to, if you don't want to get, get um, married right away to the, you know, the person your family selected, then maybe you, um, you know, you, you, you develop a, a sudden interest in getting a master's degree and, and, um, and that's something that, that will be respected. And, and so, so there's some of that going on that, that, um, but, but I, I think it, it adds up to a, you know, these are societies that have become very well educated um, almost overnight, you know, in comparison to, um, the, the, you know, the way, um, the way things have developed in, in, in the Western world. Um, and, and so, so I think that, I mean, education has, has, an, has had a tremendous effect for sure. But even with these demographic changes that we've talked about and the educational changes and all the, the various issues that we've touched upon where change is taking place, there is something about all of this that doesn't seem to be inevitable, that this isn't moving inexorably forward at this point. At least that's the impression that, that one gets. Talk about that. Yes. I, well, I think it's, I think it's all... Um it all felt a bit fragile to me in many in many cases, and and um, you know I, uh, I for example I you know I interviewed uh, pro- female protesters who had had um, taken part in the in the um, Arab Spring in Egypt and had had stood on Tahrir Square and spoke very emotionally about how amazing that would been had been to stand side by side with men and to feel that their that their political voices were heard um, for the first time. But then. Um, but then, um, weeks and, and months later, they were, um, there was, um, you know, many of them were subject to, um, you know, to, to these, you know, forced uh, virginity tests. There is a way to basically call attention to, um, to, to this, to this idea, even though it wasn't true in most of the cases of the women who were tested, that that these were not honorable women who had been protesting, and 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 just these very nasty, very personal attempts to kind of discredit um, the political voices of women by saying essentially these are these are bad girls, or or like a, like a, an Egyptian general. Um, uh, was quoted as saying, um, you know, these these girls are not like your daughters or mine. Um, and I, so, so, so yes, you know, these, and, and so there was a lot of fear again, and, and, um, many of the women who, um, you know, who, who were active early on, um, uh, you know, be, became somewhat less so, and, and, you know, and, and I mean, to, to move from, if I could, if I could, you know, jump across the region for, for a minute, I mean, I, I think the, um, the, uh, 
obviously the situation in Syria has set things back uh, for women there um, enormously. Um, you know, even in, in Saudi Arabia, the, the, um, the new king, um, Salman, who came to power uh, last January, um, nearly a year ago, at the very end of last January, um, is far more conservative than his um, than his predecessor um, when it when it comes to uh, to women's rights. And and um, women there uh, tell me that you know, although it's not possible to roll back all of the advancement, um, that 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 there's a lot that's changed and, and, you know, they, for example, um, that, uh, they, that only three years ago you could talk fairly openly about women driving and, and, uh, the, the previous king, um, had said openly that he hoped women would drive soon and, and, um, and now that debate has become completely impossible. There's no mention of it. Um, uh, the, the activists that I spoke to said that they think it's been set back uh, maybe a generation. So, um, you know, so these things we, we, we can't take the, um, you know, the progress for, for granted, and I, I don't think uh, women there really are. Catherine's off. Her book is Excellent Daughters The Secret Lives of Young Women Who Are Transforming the Arab World. Catherine, I thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.